do one thing. We prayed earlier for the, for the needs of the church and for the needs of people in our church. But while I was singing, especially in that last song, I thought, yeah, we're in a season where everything you hear on television is about sickness. And I think it's very easy for us as Christians to get caught up in this whole idea that you know, when we're around sick people, we get sick. And I want us to actually take a moment to rebuke that idea. And I want us to actually acknowledge the fact that we have a saviour who is a, a, a healer. And so I want, if, if, you, if you are sick, if you've got something wrong with you this morning, or you know somebody who is sick, I want to encourage ourselves this morning in the power that our God has for healing. So can I, if you're, if you're unwell or you know somebody dear to you that's unwell that you'd like for prayer, can you stand and the rest of the people sit down? So just stay standing if, if you'd like prayer for a sickness that you have or a sickness that you know somebody else has. Okay, if you're sitting down, what I want you to do is look around you and just get, lift your hand towards one of those people close to you because we're going to pray. And I want you just to pray yourself. I'm just going to pray over everybody here this morning. So, Lord, I thank you that you come to us through your death and resurrection on the cross, through the stripes that you suffered from the beating you took before you were crucified, that you rose again from the dead to give us healing power, that we could lift your name above the name of every sickness, that we could declare health and well-being for ourselves and others who believe in the, the healing and resurrection power of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. So Lord, this morning I proclaim healing, I proclaim recovery, I proclaim good health over every sick person here or every sick person represented here. Lord, bring your healing power through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. You may be seated. Thank you. You guys can take your seats as well. You can be prepared to come back fairly quickly. Now when you're preaching, one of the first things you learn is not to apologise. It's different from Christian apologetics, which is something different. But I'm going to break that rule this morning. I'm going to start with an apology. If you're visiting here this morning, uh, we're actually in the middle or just close to the end of a, a season that we call Vision Builders, which is uh, where we talk about sacrificial giving for the future of our church. So if you're visiting uh, and not part of our church uh, this morning, uh, welcome and thank you for visiting. But you may find that the subject matter isn't exactly relevant to you. Um, that's fine. It could be relevant to you in the future. Um, but I want to finish off our, our season of vision builders by talking about something that we call the harvest. But before I do that, who would like to know how our pledges went last Sunday for vision builders? 
Because I talked about the fact that depending on our faith, depending on our commitment, depended how much of the vision that we have as a church that we could fulfil. And so I could be here with bad news. I could be here with really good news. And I'll tell you after the ad break. (laughs) No, my name's not Eddie Maguire. Um, So far, and I know that not everybody has given, so I want to say, let people know that uh, although last Sunday was our our Vision Sunday and uh, people pledged how much they were going to give for the next year, if you haven't done it yet, there's plenty of time. There are still commitment forms up the back. Um, Please fill one in at any time, put it in the offering basket, and we will add that. Uh, to the list. We were aiming uh, for around about $70,000 for next year. That was my hope. So far we've reached 65. So that is very good, which means that not only we will be able to fulfil our current um, requirements, but we can actually put money into a building for when this one runs out of space and also for a second location and we will be able to give into our beyond missions. So the other, the other really cool thing was that, who remembers Pastor Don, who preached the Sunday before from C3 Church Rabina in Queensland? Uh, he asked how we were going, and when I filled him in on what happened, uh, he uh, texted me back and said, C3 Rabina has put $1,000 into our Vision Builders account in support. So uh, he was uh, very generous there. And so in a season of giving, we talk about sacrificial giving, but this morning I want to talk about the harvest. You might say, well, isn't that a bit early? I mean, here we are, we're only, only just finishing up this season of giving, and you want to talk about the harvest. Well, let me tell you something. Harvest is what the sower dreams of while he's sowing. If you're a farmer, if you plant anything, You don't plant seeds thinking, what cute little seeds, I might just put these in the ground and just cover them over and then forget about them. You plant a seed, if you buy tomato plants from the the nursery, you put the seeds in, you don't think, I'm just planting these because they're cute seeds. You're planting them because you've seen the picture on the packet of a full-grown tomato plant. And you're thinking, I'm planting this because I want the tomatoes that I can see on the packet. Sometimes you're disappointed because I know you open the packet, you expect to see the the whole thing inside, but it's not. It's like, it's like the picture on the packet doesn't represent um, what, what's actually inside there. Do you know Gerber baby food fell foul of that idea once because you know that um, a lot of large food manufacturing companies uh, do philanthropic work by giving food to poorer nations. And uh, I don't know whether you've ever looked at their... And most of the, a lot of these nations, the people are illiterate, and so they rely on the picture on the outside of the can. You know, if you get a can of beans, it's got a picture of beans on, so that you know that there are beans in the can. Of course, uh, baby food often has pictures of babies on the, the outside. And so that, they send a shipment of baby food to uh, one of the African countries, and that it, it never got used, and they didn't understand why until somebody explained to them that people thought they were eating babies. Um, so labelling can be very important. Anyway, that, uh, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. That was, that was just a freebie. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, uh, can you turn with me to Galatians chapter 6? And reading from verse 7, it 
It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Now, initially, that, that sounds a bit negative, doesn't it? It sounds as though you can't, you can't be nasty about what God's doing. But it could also be taken from the other perspective, that often we give, feeling slightly holy because we're sacrificing something because we're giving it away. And that makes us feel good because we've, we've done something that we feel is holy. The same thing actually operates. We are not called just to give into God's kingdom without thinking about the consequences of it. God will not be mocked. You will harvest what you sow. And so it's no good being a, a holy Christian who said, oh, I don't expect anything from God. I just want to give because I, I, that I'm a holy person and I, you know, I give. I also whip myself in every morning when I get out of bed. Um, it, it's not that we're not ascetics. We're not, we're not actually doing things just to prove that we're holy. We're actually here to serve God. And it says, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful natures will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Sounds like a bad thing to do. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So not, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. And if we look at what Vision Builders sets out to achieve, we can see that it's actually part of that planting into the family of faith. We're looking to maximise the impact of what we already have. We're looking to reach to the future to build more, to have a greater impact in our community. We're looking to expand to at least one more location so that we can actually bring the kingdom of God to a different part of Adelaide. And we're reaching communities both locally with our women's shelter um, giving and internationally through our building in, in Fiji. And just for those of you who are interested, I did speak to our chief builder up in the hills um, yesterday and he has confirmed that next year the build is going to be uh, a series of small cottages for um, single mothers. Uh, in the community there in Salobi in Fiji. And so we will be building, uh, I don't think it's a, quite so much emergency housing, but certainly um, housing to help the less fortunate in that community there. So um, that's going to be an exciting time. So if you were thinking of going to Fiji next year, weren't quite sure what we were doing, it's going to be a great time. So th also, the, these are not just spiritual blessings. They're blessings in all areas of our life. God doesn't just want us to be closer to him. He wants to see his generosity, his blessing visible in our worlds. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. Who feels like a masterpiece this morning? You know, sometimes we don't, we don't, feel, we don't even feel like a painting. But... God sees us as his masterpiece. We often do ourselves a disservice because we... we think less of ourselves than we ought. I mean, there are some of us who think more of ourselves than we ought. But we need to look to God. God says we are his masterpiece. Act like his masterpiece. Act like you believe that God has reached the pinnacle of his creation through you. It says he's created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 
See, God planned for us to do good things, which means he planned for us to be blessed. Now, blessings are interesting things. Often we feel guilty when we're better off than somebody else because God has blessed us. And therefore we play down the whole idea that God might sort of seek us out to bless us. But we need to ask ourselves, what, what are blessings for? There's, a, there's an old saying, I'm pretty sure it's not scriptural, but Christians use it a lot. If God can get it through you, he can get it to you. To you? Well, no, if he knows it's going to go through you, he'll get it to you. That's what I mean. If, even if I said it wrong. Which would be the first time I'd ever got anything incorrect up here. That, yeah, I'm a, yeah, hang on. Yeah, you're dealing with a masterpiece here. Just be careful. <laughs> and blessings are a bit like muscles. I was intrigued yesterday... Uh, our guest speaker described me as, Samson, as a bit Samson-like, um, which sounds really nice, except that I just uh, described Samson as a 10-pound weakling. <laughs> um, because who, who knows? Who knows the story of Samson? He's this really big, strong guy. But the thing is that the, the Philistines didn't know where he got his strength from. And therefore, to me, that says that he didn't obviously look strong. So he wasn't actually you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was this, probably this wimpy guy because all his strength came from the spirit of power that God dropped on him. I don't know where I was going with that. And so the only way to continue building muscle is that you stress it even more. I mean, I, I go on a, a regular walk up Mount Lofty or during the winter we, we actually walk up Mount Osman. And we've been doing it for a few years and one thing I've actually noticed is that it, it doesn't get any easier but I get better at it. So you can actually go faster, you can actually do better, but the journey doesn't get any easier. The thing is you build muscle, you build endurance, and that endurance grows because you, you test it more. And it's the same with blessings. I mean, who would love for God to tell them the numbers of the next cross lotto win? If we prayed and said, Lord, you know, I've got... A special plan, I know that I'm a child of God, you want to bless me. What are the cross lotto numbers? And this voice comes down and says, 3, 27, 44. <laughs> I mean, you would write them down, right? But do you know why God doesn't do that? And not for the reason if you've watched Bruce Almighty. <laughs> but because God knows that you would disobey his very next command. Because who would obey God's command is once you'd got the check, you heard a voice saying, give it all away. We'd, we'd start to argue. No worries, God. I'll do that. I'm going to give most of it away. <laughs> I'll tithe it. I'll give it to charity. But nobody's going to miss 10 grand. Well, 100 probably might go a bit further. I mean, it's a pittance. You know, it's 40 million bucks. You know? And who knows, there are people in the Bible who've died for less than that. Not because they, they kept it, because they promised they wouldn't. And the thing is, that it's, and it's not about the money, because what God knows is that while you'd be obedient to get something you want, the disobedience shows, you, shows him that you don't see God as your provider. 
You saw the lottery as your provider. The thing is, if, if you can see God as your provider, guess what? The next time he gives you numbers, it might be an $80 million lottery. And he might say, keep $10 million. But because we're disobedient in those things, often we find that our blessings are limited. So I, I want us to think, when we think harvest, we've given into rise and build. We are giving into rise and build. We will give into vision builders. I knew that was going to trip me up. <laughs> we've changed the name of it for those of you who, who don't know. And I've slipped into old habits. I apologise. Vision builders is something that we've, we've given into, we've sacrificed something for, and we need to think about the harvest of blessing it's actually going to bring. And it's not just blessings for the church, it's blessings for people. But the blessings come because, as it says in Ephesians, Jesus, we're new in Jesus so we can do the things that God's planned for us to do. And the blessings we get are needed to do the plans God has for us. I mean, if we, if we, need to, if we want to be generous to people, God's going to bring money our way. If we want to heal people, God's going to bring healing power our way. If we, if we ask for a gift from God, God is going to expect us to use that gift. That's what blessings are all about. That's what a harvest is. Now, God wants people to see that we are blessed so that we don't go all, all super holy and, and, and say, well, like, no, none of it's me, it's all God. Now, God uses people. God uses the blessings that he gives people to glorify his name and build his kingdom. So I want us to be sure that we understand that as we give into God's kingdom, that he, his interest is to bless us. Not because he's choosing favourites, but because he sees the potential of when people see us blessed, and they see us blessed because we see God as our provision, not the lottery, not our job, not the government, then they want what we've got. We have a harvest waiting for us. A harvest of people. A harvest of blessing. And I want us all to receive that. Can I get George just to come up? I want to pray for some people this morning. Did I need to pray for dexterity then? Or was that just... <laughs> Who wants to be blessed? One, two, three, four, oh, okay. More and more people. Who would like to know what to do with the blessing? Because I think sometimes that's what brings fear into our life. We're worried that if God blesses us, it's going to cause problems. I mean, you've heard of people who win the lottery and what problems that causes in their family. And I think sometimes we look at the blessings of God and think that perhaps that operates the same way. But just as God won't tempt us beyond, or won't let us be tempted beyond what we can handle, he also won't bless us beyond what we can handle. So you need to believe in your, in your heart and in your mind what, what sort of blessing you can handle. And go for it. Because it's not about how we feel. 
It's actually about God's plan for our lives. Can I ask, uh, who's a student here? Got any students? Can I get all the students just to come out the front? I'm going to pick on a few social groups this morning. Let's move over in the middle. Not that I'm anal about things like that, but <laughs> this morning I am. Just reach your hands out for these people. See, being a student, learning something, is actually something none of us should ever give up doing. Because it changes our heart to always be seeking new things, to be seeking knowledge, to be able to better what we can do in this world. But who knows that being a student is a challenge because it doesn't pay well. So I want us to pray right now for the heart of these people. Lord, I just pray that the passion for learning the passion for new experience, the passion to be better than they are at this very point in time is something that never leaves. And I thank, thank you, Lord, that not only is it something that never leaves them, but it's something that overflows out of them. I claim and pronounce and proclaim a blessing on these guys, the blessing of being able to impart what they know in a way that encourages, inspires and blesses others that they are not just a source of knowledge, but they're a source of wisdom, a source of comfort, and that this will in turn bless their lives, that they will be known as wise, that they will be people that are trusted, that they are known as servants of the Most High God. Lord, I pray a blessing on Nick, on Cody and on Lucy right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are in their endeavours. Your Holy Spirit is with them always. In Jesus' name, amen. Who's unemployed here and looking for a job? Come on, out of... <laughs> Who's unemployed and their wife wants them to get a job? <laughs> Come on. Oh, look, you're not alone. So I had, I had an interesting thing that I hadn't actually thought about uh, in terms of work. Um, we often think, as Christians, if you've done any Bible study, that the fall of Adam and Eve created a division uh, of labour, if you like. And there was a curse put on mankind that women would toil in childbirth and men would toil at work. And it makes it sound as though work is a punishment. But the interesting thing is, before that happened, God put Adam in the garden to work the garden. Adam was created for work. Work is actually a blessing. 
Work is actually something that every human being is designed to do. We're designed to have a purpose. We're designed to, to use our skills and our, and our abilities to actually work at something. It brings intense satisfaction into our lives. And that's the sort of thing, come on, you've got tired again. Reach your hands out to these people. Come on. We need to be praying for that. Lord, I just pray that these people right now get the satisfaction that they are searching for. The abilities that they have, the desires that they have, I pray, are not just their own selfish desires, but they come from you, Lord. I thank you that the workplaces that they come into, they are going to be a blessing to. I thank you, Lord, that the creativity that you've put inside them, the ethics, the knowledge, the skills are going to be a blessing to their employers. And I thank you, Lord, that in return, their skills will be recognized. I thank you that they will be paid what they are worth. That they will be blessed because of their desire to do what you have designed them to do. Lord, bless them, encourage them. Find them jobs. Find them dream jobs, the jobs that they want. Thank you, mighty God. I pray a blessing. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We expect to hear testimonies about great jobs. Mark. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's when, you, when you came in this morning, I, I looked at you and... All I got was things are going to change. Something's happening. There's going to be a change up. Something, it's, going to be, it's not going to be just a sort of, you notice that something's changed. It's going to be wham. Something's going to turn 90 degrees um, and it's going to be good. I have no idea what it is, but hey, take it. It's going to be fabulous. Jess, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> Oh, I am good. <laughs> Just close your eyes. to your people this morning. I read something this week which said that with study habits they've discovered that even listening to music while you study is the same as multitasking. The, effect is the, the, the efficiency of your brain drops between 10 and 15%. said so if you really want to learn, if you really want to get something out of what you're doing, you actually do need periods of silence. 
And the thing is that in our modern society, there is so little silence that we're discomforted by. But there is power in silence. In fact, the Bible says that God says, be silent and know that I am God. So I just want us to spend a minute. I'm actually going to get George to stop playing so that there's as much silence as we can achieve in a room full of people with babies. And I just want you to offload your problems, the pressures of life, your sins, whatever it is that's troubling you this morning, I want you to offload that into the silence. Just let go of it. Free it. Remove it from your life. just quietly while your eyes are still closed begin to thank God that you are free that the shackles that hold you have gone that you can rise up a new person fresh and new in the sight of Jesus that you've released the doubts, the uncertainties, the sin, the troubles in your life. Thank you, Lord. Holy God. Wonderful Jesus. close the service in just a minute but while we're still sitting there in this atmosphere can I ask you just to keep your eyes closed but one thing we do every Sunday as we close the meeting is to give people an opportunity 
to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. As a Christian, we consider that our walk on this earth is a walk done in step with our God because we've invited him into our lives. So I want to issue an invitation. If you don't have God in your life this morning and you would like to accept his invitation to walk with him, in a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can see it. I'll acknowledge that and you can put it down again. And we'll pray a prayer together to invite Jesus into your life. Now you may have done that before and you know that the life you're living isn't actually in step with God. And you'd like to realign yourself with his path and say, yep, I want to come back, God. I want you walking with me again. Then I'd like you to raise your hand as well and I will pray that same prayer with you. Because there's nothing that Jesus wants more than to have a relationship with his people. So while every eye is closed, every head bowed, if that's you this morning, you would like to make a new or a fresh commitment to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can you just put your hand up nice and high so that I can see it? I'd love to pray a prayer to invite Jesus into your life. Thank you, I see that hand. Holy God. Can I ask you all to open your eyes and stand to your feet? Can we pray this prayer together? And if you, person who put their hand up, just, this is personal for you, between you and God. But it's also important, I think, for the rest of us to rededicate, to understand how important our relationship with God is. So can you pray after me? Mighty God, Mighty God. Today, I today I commit my life to following your son Jesus, following your son Jesus. for the rest of my days. I declare him now as my Lord and as my Saviour. I now see myself as a child of God. I will walk in your ways from this day forward. Amen. Now if that was you, your first time this morning, uh, somebody will speak to you afterwards and give you a, a pack on how to continue your walk, walk as, a, as a Christian how to, and offer you some help to uh, actually continue that walk successfully.